I don't understand my stomach. There are days that I would like I was thinking that I'm uh, not well, I guess kind of celiac, but that I have a, like a gluten allergy. But then when I eat that way or whatever, it, I still have trouble with my stomach. And then like yesterday, I had um, like salt spare ribs and what was it potatoes, carrot, gravy. And, yeah, and it just doesn't go good. Then there's days that I'll eat full, there's weeks that I'll eat, like, fully gluten-free. And then when it gets to the, like, halfway through the week or whatever, I'm just, like, dying. It's all messed up. But maybe I, I gotta be more strict, because I do drink beer, and that's not gluten-free. And I haven't, kind of haven't bread off and on stuff too, so maybe, maybe it's still that I'm, I have a gluten allergy or whatever, but I've suffered with stuff in my stomach for, for so long, but I find it hard, because bread is where I come from or whatever, bread is such a big part of, like, we have bread with every meal kind of thing, you know, you have, like, toast with breakfast and with lunch, if you have, like, say, I don't know, I'll go, like, like, at the cabin or whatever, you have, like, uh, for lunch, you have, like, fried mousse with onions and some potatoes or whatever we would have with it, some chips. Um, you have bread, you have bread and butter or whatever and dip it in your gravy and stuff like that along those lines. And then, say, for supper, you had what we used to have for supper in the woods. Probably like a moose roast and potatoes and all that kind of stuff. And you'd have bread with that too. Bread is any stew. We'd have bread and like cheese whiz or bread and butter. <laughs> it's a big part of it. Too. And then as I got older, um, I started taking the drinking a bit. It was more so when I got out of high school. Everyone kind of started drinking younger than what they should. But it was when I got out of high school that I got into it, then there was a couple years there where I kind of lost myself with smoking some weed in five years, I didn't really drink too often, every now and then, probably like three times a year, maybe, but uh, say right out of high school or whatever, we drank a little bit, it wasn't nothing too crazy, uh, there was probably... The year after I graduated or whatever uh, was when I really took to drinking, and um, I always do these while I'm driving to work. And there's always idiot fucking drivers. Shouldn't curse, I guess, but yes, idiot drivers. Um, yeah. So then, as um, I took a job with my dad uh, at a town. Uh, we did like a three-in-one rotation or whatever, and it seemed like every second or third day after work we were picking up beer, uh, and I'd probably and I'd have probably four or five beer and then go to bed, and that's kind of where it all started. And then we didn't really take any days off or three weeks straight, but 
or it was me and my brother and my dad or whatever, so we'd, we'd party along the way. When it was the weekend, it was still the weekend, but we still got up the next day and went to work. Uh, me and my brother would go out a bunch and stuff, and then when I moved, when we finished, that job finished up, we moved back home. Uh, I lived with a cousin, and I didn't have to work at the time, or I didn't have any work at the time. So then I just stayed pretty much just stayed home and yeah we just partied drank and then I got into some smoking weed and stuff and that kind of was the new addiction for me so I didn't really drink too much and after those five years or whatever I kind of woke and I kind of came back to my family. And then I had a bit of good two and a half years of like a straight party, like beer for breakfast. Um, so I feel like all along the way, kind of messed my stomach up. And as I kind of, one of the episodes I talked about journaling and stuff, so I did do some counseling or whatever for some sexual abuse stuff that happened when I was a little guy, I was about seven, I guess, seven till I was about, uh, maybe like, I think it's ten, so, or ten or eleven or something like that, uh, just a couple times a year or whatever, which is kind of strange to say, i say it like it was a, a normal event, but yeah, so that shit happened to me, and I guess that's why I got a bit of a, an addictive personality just for coping. Um, yeah, so I, I took to drinking pretty hardcore, and then I quit for nine months, and then we were, where I'm living to now, we decided to go home on a trip, so when we went home on a trip, um, a couple weeks before or whatever, it's such a big part of our culture back home, not like drinking and being a drunk, but just having like a, a social drink, I just, I decided to pick it up again, and I kind of wish I wouldn't have, I wish I would have stayed true because it really how this ties into my stomach stuff is that beer isn't gluten free and on my day I work half the year so I work uh, like shift work so I work for so many days and I'm off for so many days but on my days off or whatever it ends up being that I have like a couple drinks every night or every second night or whatever it's just not like a bunch of drinks but it's just the same thing you know I mean I'll have three or four drinks and then we'll go to bed but I really feel that, like, you know, I, I take a break while I work, and then my stomach kind of turns around because I, I eat gluten-free, and on my days off, I kind of mess it up again. So I never actually get a true... I should probably just go see a nutritionist or a dietitian, but we... I just... I don't really have... Not that I don't have time, but I should take the time to really set it up and go see what, what's up and what, what actually bothers me stomach-wise, because it's, like, miserable, man, I, I've had troubles with my stomach since I've been a little kid, and it really could have been something, like, I had a gluten allergy the whole time, and, like I said, bread is such a big part of our culture that I just was expecting that it was the food that I was eating that was what was bothering me, but really, it was all the bread that I was eating. I really... When I took a break from eating bread, I really missed it, because, like I said, it was just such a big part of it, and I... It definitely is like a true addiction for the alcohol, 
um, I, there's a lot of, uh, I won't say alcoholics, but a lot of strong drinking people in my family. It just, like I said, the part of culture from where we, how we were raised, um, family musicians or whatever, based their lives on, you know, playing music or whatever, but that involves you know, quite a bit of partying, and the way that you, when they played music or whatever, it was not like a, uh, like get together for a jam or whatever, and then that was it, just to enjoy the music, it was often like a house full of people, and everybody, everyone came over to enjoy the music, and so it was often a party, so I was raised, say like, I was at those parties as a child, so then as I grew up and started to play music, um, it really became a part of my life as well. Then when I took those, when I was not in this world kind of thing for five years, um, I never really took part in much of that. So the times that I drank, those three, two or three times a year was probably Christmas, and times that I, I ended up getting away to, to go have a party or go be a part of it. Um, one thing that really saved me from like totally getting lost in a bunch of stuff was my family and that tied to, to playing music because uh, without them kind of keeping me in line, I think I would have drifted off. And I, especially right after I, I came back uh, and had like that party for two years or whatever, I really had a rough time um, snapping out of it or whatever. And it's only because my wife now that I ended up snapping out of it. I was a real piece of shit to her. And it's a sin. She's like, it's just the most, like the most kind, most beautiful person like all around the nicest personality just like super awesome super awesome mom at that time we, we didn't have any kids or whatever but just and I just treated just dragged them for the mud with my, my ship but she ended up sticking with me I guess and seeing potential and she really turned my life around so best thing for me best thing that ever happened to me and then we got married um Seventeen, I think, twenty eighteen. I think it was twenty eighteen. So yeah, Paisley was born. Daughter was born October seventeenth. Shocking. I should, I should know. But it, the reason that I have messed it up most times is it feels like I've been married to her for a lot longer than we've been together. Actually, uh, five years here in a couple of days that we since we started seeing each other. Kind of off and on or whatever before that, but like actually steady, you know, like a solid, steady relationship where I gave in from the party to to actually like commit. The first two years was kind of shitty. I was shitty, a little shady here and there, but and then you know there was always that. I was just going through a whole rough time where I had the, the sexual abuse stuff happen to me when I was a kid. I really, um, I really struggled to keep above water. 
really struggled to keep afloat, and, uh, I, I, I really didn't do that well in school, I never really had any, like, I, as I did the counseling stuff, I really got it, I, I, like, I never, the counselor that I saw couldn't actually, um, diagnosed me with PTSD, but when we went through all the paperwork and all the stuff and all the symptoms and actually, like, uh, like, scored me on the list, or scored me on the, I guess, how would you say that? When they scored me for PTSD to see, like, if I have it or not or, or whatever, I was, like, like, 9.5 out of 10 or something, so I, like, I, I definitely, most definitely have it. Um, so I lived my whole life like that from the time I was a little kid. It's funny how I I, 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 I drift off in, this, in these talks or whatever from like a variety of things, but that's really my life in a nutshell. Like I have PTSD uh, because of all the stuff that happened to me. I, I struggled with alcoholism. It was reinforced by like culture from where I'm from. Uh, push-pull between my culture, like, family-wise, like, my family helped me, my, and my family was a big part of why I drank, but that's just, you know, a push-pull thing that's negative, positive, kind of cancels itself out, no blame to anyone or anything like that, and what was the other part? Yeah. So that's, that's pretty much my life in a, in a nutshell. And struggling with the, the gluten-free thing. Uh, my whole childhood, I, I had just the rough, most rough time ever. And it all ties back into each other because if I'm stressed and I drink, I end up feeling shitty pretty much for quite some time. Um, I usually drink because I feel shitty. So then they, they work together. And it's just crazy how how it all ties together. Then when you have like PTSD, you have symptoms that are like pretty much equivalent to um, like irritable bowel syndrome. So anytime that I it's it's pretty intense how it all works. So that's why it's so cloudy for what is actually wrong with me. Um, like, am I do I have, actually have a gluten allergy, or do I eat it, eat bread, or eat gluten? and then let it go for a while, like a couple hours, and then be stress myself out enough or think about it enough that I make myself have a sore stomach because I'm thinking that the bread is going to give me a sore stomach. Like, it's just crazy. Then I find when I drink, it really, really, like, it automatically, if I drink at night, I really have fun that night and stuff, but you wake up tired, we, we got two little ones, like, we end up going, say we went to bed at two or three o'clock in the morning, the little, little people are up, uh, like, say five or six o'clock, and so we're only getting two or three hours sleep, one of us are, um, usually we're like pretty good, if I wake up, I usually try to wake up all the mornings when I'm off, because, um, I just like spending the day with the kids, and I like the wife to have some rest, but say if I, if we had a, like a long night, and I got up early with the kids, uh, usually the next, the following morning, I'll sleep in a bit, probably until like 10 o'clock or something, and the wife just like, cooks breakfast, does her thing, um, 
yeah, but it's very, very confusing. And I've been doing, doing pretty well. The reason I talked about, there's only like, I don't know, I live my life like kind of based off only a couple things. Um, I really want, I really want to take pride in like a, like a career path. But as of right now, um, where I work or whatever, just things are just strange times with the, like, markets and stuff. The economy is kind of shit in the bed. The stock market is kind of out of whack for the, I work in, like, the oil sands or whatever, so it's just a weird time. There's really nothing else to go to for work-wise, but I really, I always try to, um, not to stress myself out so <laughs> and the reason that I talk about all this random shit is that it all ties to the same thing I end up being stressed when I'm stressed I end up kind of being like have symptoms of like the same thing irritable bowel syndrome but it's all tied to like the whole PTSD but at the same time I'm confused as to whether I'm allergic to gluten and it's just it's just like, uh, like it does a full circle all the time. It's terrible. Like even on, on the way to work today and like, uh, like this morning I was woken up because I had a sore stomach. Um, and that's like a legit sore stomach from something. But yesterday for supper, I really didn't have anything that would have contained a whole lot of gluten that I, that would make me have a sore stomach. So it doesn't like, I don't really get what... I did eat late and I go to bed, but so now I'm driving on my way to work. I got about like an hour drive, and usually if it only happens that I do have a sore stomach or have to use the washroom or whatever, it's like I I don't have like a whole lot of time before I literally have to use the washroom, and there's no washrooms along the way or whatever, so it's not like a race to work, but it's definitely it just sucks. And then that also affects my career path because, like, I like I've I've operated before. Um, there's a, there's big money up here and, and operate heavy equipment, but then at the same time I can't really be running heavy equipment where I'm probably like 15 or 20 minutes away from the nearest washroom because if anything happens, like you know what I mean, it's just so that's why. That's why I kind of gravitate toward gravitate towards office things because if I if I work in an office, there'll be times that I'd be out of the office, but at least I'm not that far from like the nearest bathroom. So if I have a shitty night or whatever, and I come into work stressed, well then I have all these symptoms, and then I'm, I don't know, my brain races because it's like, what did I eat? What's wrong with me? What am I stressed out about? Am I stressed out? I know I'm eating well. I try to do that intermittent fasting. I'm pretty, I'm pretty, pretty decent with it. Usually like a 12 and 12 thing. Because I just the, the work that I do or whatever is pretty. Uh, I'd like to get it like a little better, but yeah, the work that I do is pretty uh, like a physical. It's pretty physical, so I I need to like fuel the machine kind of thing. So. If I stop eating at, say, like last night, what it would have been, uh, like 8, 8.30, 30, 
I try not to eat until at least lunchtime. But usually at work, I only make it until... Uh, I usually only make it until like 10 or 10.30 or something. struggles for me. I really try to keep myself, try to keep my head clear because when my head is clear and I don't drink and I, I, I eat properly and do intermittent fasting things and stuff like that, I, I tend to just feel better all around. And I really, um, really thinking about quitting drinking again. Because it takes the cloudiness away, and I usually just feel—I usually just feel a hell of a lot better all around. And, and there's like a few reasons why I, I don't really want to. It's, it's more of like, like I said, it's a culture thing. So people that I know that live here that are from where I'm from, or just like good buddies of mine or whatever. But when you even go to their house, it's like, hey, right away, it's like, hey man, you want to drink? It could be like just like a random day at lunchtime, like. You know what I mean? Just pop in. Oh, yeah, it's almost like having a coffee. Hey, man, you want a tea or a coffee? It'll be the same, right? Like, you want a beer or you want a drink? So, it kind of takes that away. And then when you... It's not like a, a negative thing where they're going to, like, rip on you about it. But it's like this weird, like... It's just this weird feeling. Like, when you're like, no, I'm good. I Like, I don't drink anymore or whatever. It, they're very taken back by that because it's just sort of such a, a normal... Is that, like, I don't know... It's just the strangest or whatever, but I really feel like I need to. Really do feel like I need to. Just just quit. Because even if I, in the evenings or whatever, if I have, like, a drink or two, well, then the next day, like, I just automatically wake up cloudy and I just feel like shit. And I got, you know what I mean? It just shouldn't be like that. I just, it automatically, it, like, makes me depressed. It just like clouds today it could be like the sunniest day in the world and there could be so much to do and I got like two little kids but I just can't be excited for anything and then when I when when I should be like yeah let's go like like uh go for a walk or go for a picnic like I really like automatically I'm like no I don't want to that also ties to the PTSD and, and, and it's like a like planning thing like if I didn't plan if I Say, like, the evening, the day before, like, um, or the night before, if the wife was like, hey, uh, tomorrow after lunch, we're gonna go for a drive, or we're gonna go for a walk, well, then, I got that, like, from that point on, I know that I'm good to go, and I know that I can, like, kind of prepare myself, so that way, in the morning when I wake up, I know I got, like, four or five hours before I gotta go for a walk, and by the time the walk comes... We're good to go. Like, there's nothing. I'm down. I'm ready to go. But if I, if it, if I, if we never planned it, it's so strange how it is. But if I didn't plan to, um, to, to go for this walk or whatever, and it ends up being like lunchtime. So like, you know, wake up. No, no talk in the night wake up in the morning, probably had a drink the night before, feeling shitty, then I hit, say, like, 10 o'clock, 
and she's like, hey, you want to go for a walk? Like, I'm like, no, don't want to, because I just don't want to, and I shouldn't be like that, I, I, I think that's fucking terrible, it's, it's just very negative, and yeah, so I, I think that I should, I should quit here in the next little bit, to really take it seriously, and really take, like, working out seriously, and really take my life seriously, I just feel like most times I'm on autopilot, and the only thing that directs me is fucking sore stomachs and stress, I just, I should be, we should, well, both of us, we should, I, I should be making sure that I'm good to go, prepared, so that way I can make sure that my kids and her have the best life possible, and that I'm ready to do whatever they want to do when I'm off, because I only have so much time with them. It's just kind of depressing that I'm just, I'm, I guess I, I end up being negative because of stuff, but yeah. So I think I'm going to quit drinking. I think that'll end up clearing up a lot of the stomach problem that I had. Uh, when I first moved up here, whatever I did, um, I live in Alberta. I work in oil sands. Uh, I do fuel loop or whatever, so I just fuel heavy equipment pretty much with big fuel trucks. Uh, when I first moved up here, I was doing, uh, get, buy my food from a place called Eat Clean. It's called Dedicate now. Um, so I would order, uh, steak and yam fries and a chicken breast and yam fries for every day. So I worked six days. So I think it cost me like 120 or 130 bucks for one, for a set. Like for the, the six days of meals, the twelve meals, hundred thirty bucks steak, and it's all it's all cooked. Um, say like how would I say that? The steaks I think are like green fed, like it's all real, like good real food. Um, so that was good to go. On my days off, I didn't eat chips. I didn't drink. I didn't really eat any sugar. Uh, I didn't drink. The worst thing that I was drinking was uh, like diet ginger ale uh, with the aspartame or whatever in it, and that I, I felt like I felt great. I did, I did, I do think that the aspartame definitely or aspartame, aspartame. I don't know if it's an M or an N. Aspartame. I think it's an N. Um, I do think that that kind of made me feel shitty off and on. So I pretty much drank water and milk, and I did eat bread at the time, because I didn't, you know, do anything towards, like, gluten-free stuff. Um, what was it? Milk, water, bread. I used to eat, like, peanut butter sandwiches. I had these peanut butter bars. Uh, I used to eat cereal and steak and chicken. And then I lived with a cousin, so his mom would often cook the stuff. But anything that I ate outside of that, that food, it really messed me up. And I, but I guess it was probably the peanut butter sandwiches. Um, and then whatever else I ate outside of that bubble. So I really think I should explore the, not vegan, but there's definitely some vegan food that, or like, I guess like 
No, I'd still eat chicken breast. I'm not really sure what it's all called. I know that pescatarian is, is when you eat, like, uh, like eggs and cheese and, and fish. Um, just try try a different thing. And I think what's, what's also happening is on my days off, I'm not really tightening up so much because I'm home. And with this COVID-19 shit on the go, you pretty much can't really do a whole lot. So it's kind of opening up now, but it's kind of, like, tricky at the same time. So which is still going out here so far I'm home, so I'm close to a wash them all the time, so I don't really care what I eat. I don't I will end up having whatever, but what ends up happening then is I guess my I, I get built up again. Um like my six days on at work, I eat gluten free. Then my six days off I'm drinking beer, I'm eating bread, I'm eating just all of the shitty stuff. And I'm, I don't care how I feel, I end up using whatever. Then when I go back to work, I start eating gluten-free again, but then I still got probably two or three days that where I'm kind of messed up because once you hit your second or third day, even when you're fasting, I think it's like third or fourth day fasting, um, your body clean, like, you know, you, your body kind of cleans itself out. So this will make sense. Uh, my, this is my third day of work. So when I, got, as I was sleeping, uh, when I got up, or my stomach woke me up because I had pain in my stomach. Um, but I, I think it's just my body cleaning out all of the shit that I've been, all, all the shitty food that I've been eating, right? Um, so, so that totally makes sense. But I think if I stuck to being gluten-free all the time, every day all the time, don't drink beer, don't drink alcohol in general, I won't feel shitty. I think I'll, I'll feel better all around. So, I know from the first part of this conversation, I just talked about being gluten-free. And at the end, I'll tie it up with that. Is that everything that I talked about in this uh, episode, I guess is what, what it's called, um, has been tied around me wondering if, I'm gluten, if I have a gluten allergy or not. Um, because it's so foggy because of all the other things in my life that could be also activating um, symptoms of like irritable bowel syndrome or, or, or just having that gluten allergy because it would be the same. So it's very confusing or whatever, but I'm sure I'll figure it out. And I think number one that I pull from, I usually have these conversations in my head. Like I'll have full conversations in my head and they're usually a lot faster than that because I feel like the the bandwidth part of it is a little faster so I can have this, but it's nice to talk it out. It'd be really awesome if I was talking to someone because I would get their take, but, but I think that I'll, I'll, I'll stick these to my own little rants. I had planned for this podcasty thing to be um, interviewing musicians, and that's what I really wanted to, to direct it towards, but I don't really have... Um, I don't really have the time and I do have time when I'm on my way to work to, to do this stuff or whatever so I really think that I'll keep it to this if no one ever hears this stuff I think that that's alright but I really um, it's not so much like a legacy wise but I really I've always felt because I, I think of like the PTSD and everything I, I, I as I grew up I never really um I didn't really see myself becoming an old person. So I always, I journal and stuff like that. And I store them away 
uh, somewhere that it won't be ruined. So that way, if it, if, if I do, if something happens or whatever, that I don't live as long as normal, or if I, even if I do, I have all these journals along the way. So that way, uh, people can read them. You know what I mean? At times, like, there's probably stuff in them that people don't want to read, but at the same time, I, I talked about the journaling, in the journaling episode, the time journaling, is that time passes and you don't realize that you're going to forget those days. Like, you're going to forget two days from now. Like, I don't even really remember two days back, but in my journal, I might have, like, jot notes, like, um, uh, shitty day at work, um, such and such happened, when I get home, I gotta do this, uh, positivity, gratitude, blah, 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 but then I remember it, and I really think that I, you know, I do that, so I didn't see myself as an old person because of all that stuff, and I think that me doing these episodes and things like this, I'm only going to get better at interviewing people and and, and, and openly talking um, about stuff if I, if I do it more and more and more. And I like Anchor because it puts it on Spotify, which is, I think is fucking awesome. Like, then I can actually share it with people or I can keep it a secret. Like, I did a vlog on YouTube and I just, I never shared it with anyone. I just nobody even really watched it that I know I could share it like with my brother and my two brothers or something like that my sister but just having like an archive of stuff so that way if anything ever happened to me my family have my journals my family can go on Spotify type my name into Spotify I'm sure Spotify will be around for quite some time and it'll just grow into something I think it'll grow into simply YouTube my family can type my name in, into Google because Google, the search goes and it might, shit will come up from the Spotify links and they can listen to me talk and listen to me talk about all the stuff that I went through and all the stuff, the hardships that I have and all the even stuff like the gluten-free thing or, or journaling and stuff. I only have little kids now, and if something ends up happening to me before they're older people and I'm not around, well, they can they can look me up and hear my voice and and learn what I'm all about. And they'll have my journals, and they're, they'll be all numbered and dated. And yeah, I think that I think that that's awesome. I'd like to start doing some more video stuff. I do have the vlogs, and I do have channels, and I do have. Um, I, something that I don't have right now is all of, of my um, information for my login stuff. I really should get that put together and put in one of, one of the journals. Or maybe put them in all, all of the journals. Maybe I'll print them off and, and, and glue them in. So that way, if anything ever happened, everyone got my passwords to whatever that they would need for, uh, to log in. And, um, yeah, I think that, that's, a, that's a pretty good idea. So, I know episodes go, I don't know, I think this is like the third one, it usually goes so, uh, it, it talks about the various topics, but it's usually all tied together, I'm really uh, passionate about mental health, uh, I know that I have like 
a good basis of knowledge to really like make myself the best person that I can be. But I really need to kick myself in the ass and really take take pride and take charge and and really get my shit together. Um, I I definitely had it together at some point, and I just faded away from doing all stuff that I should be. Uh, counselor that I went to, I got her on like speed dial, and and it's awesome. The she doesn't even um, she doesn't have. Like, I have no ties. I, I don't live in the same province, so, like, my uh, health card or whatever doesn't have, like, there's no benefit of her, uh, like, helping. She doesn't get paid to help me, but say, like, if right now, if I, if I text her or call or anything like that, if she doesn't answer right away, it's probably because she's, like, at work or whatever, uh, but she will call or she'll respond. Like, say, if I text her right now, I give her, I give her at least 30 seconds or maybe a minute and she'll message me back. If I say, hey, how's it going? I'm usually only messaging her for a reason, but she, that's the relationship that we got. And I think that that's, that, that really shows, um, I, I guess the best way for me to say it is that I had a really good experience, uh, with the, my counseling. I really like the, the counselor was awesome. Uh, it really showed me. I, if I if I still lived in Newfoundland, um, I definitely would be. I'd still go to her once a week, even if I was felt like good to go. It was good to go there and just reset myself every week. Everything was good to go, good to go. And I might not go once a week. I might go once a month now, but I probably would abuse it a little bit because it was just so, such a good reinforcing. What ended up happening is that I got a job and I had to leave. So I had to leave Newfoundland, and so I, I like say something that should have took like the next three months. So that would have been like twelve sessions to kind of tie up the end of it. We had to do nothing two. We did two in one week, and then I was finished. And it felt good to be finished. And it, you know, I'm not like healed or anything, but she gave me all the tools. And her her said her her saying is. Um, uh, just get back to the basics. So the basics would be for me, exercise, uh, the journaling, uh, breathing, uh, any, like, uh, it's not really like an affirmation, but anything that's like directed to that. Um, and like the five, uh, five things you can like see, touch, taste, smell, just, just stuff like that. Just grounding things. Right. So, but yeah, no, it was awesome. She helped me with a bunch of bunch of stuff, and I'm definitely truly grateful that that I I, I, I seen her. She had a pat like at the time I, I was really into photography, and she's really into photography. She showed me a bunch of stuff that that not about taking pictures, but a bunch of uh, things that she's interested in. So we had more more in common than just talking about me, you know, the things that I went through or whatever. So it just took me out of my normal world to go sit in a room where I was safe and, or where I really felt safe and, and stuff like that. I'm really proud of that. Yeah. Like, like I said, once, once again, every, every episode will probably be a full circle. Um, I just really wanted to be about like reinforcing your mental health, uh, give you my own personal experiences about like the PTSD stuff. One thing that I would probably 
like to do is actually see like the psychologist or psychiatrist. I, I don't know if they're different. I, they're probably different. Um, and like truly be diagnosed with PTSD, not for any benefits or anything like that, but just um, just to tie up that loose end, just to, to feel you know what I mean, because we've we've also like obviously went through the things to kind of prove that I am, but I don't know what it is, but I just like to actually you know have that information uh, just to make sure. But yeah. Anyway, I'm almost at work. I hope whoever's listening to this, if there's anyone ever listening to this, and if there's anyone ever listening this far into this episode, that's that's awesome. And I just hope that you have the best of day. And just remember that in life, uh, a lot of people are shitty. There are some good people, which is really take care of number one. And if you're like me and you're number one or your kids and number two is your wife and you're about number three, just remember that those number one, two, and three, you're all really number one and they won't have a good life if you're not enjoying yours. So just take care of yourself. Yeah. Awesome. Have a good day and thanks for listening.